This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, listeners. I'm Allie, and this is Quad Pro Quo. As always, I am joined by my three co-hosts, Tammy. Hello. Matt. Hello there. And Guido. I'm here. We are a film podcast inspired by the quid pro quo scene in Sons of the Lambs. Each month we pick a theme, and each week one of us picks a movie that falls within that theme. And we are in week three of holiday movie month. My pick was Black Christmas 2006. Matt's pick was... The holiday. The holiday. And today is Tammy's pick. But Tammy, before we get to your pick, Matt, you were very proud of your parents today because they watched what? My parents watched RRR. Oh, I know, right? It's my favorite foreign film. Well, the the whole thing was because, again, my brother, who's been doing that whole movie thing, I kept saying to him, like, dude, why haven't you watched RRR yet? Just like that. He's like, what? I'm like, dude, dude, dude. And he's like, well, I don't know. It's fucking long. And I'm like, well, that is true. It is long. I'll give That's you that. true. But then I think it was um, it was last weekend. He he sent me a text and he was like, I am sorry for doubting you. Oh, oh Lord. That's I, so nice. I regret not seeing this movie sooner. And he Same. became, like, like Guido and I, he has become a total film devotee to this great movie. It's a wonderful movie. And I guess last night... They were at the bowling alley and, uh, he, you know, they talk about movies, they talk about TV and all that shit. And Taylor recommended this to another friend of ours. And he was like, well, I don't know, man. This sounds fucking stupid. And then Taylor's like, dude, quit being a bitch. Let's fucking watch it. Let's they watch it. I haven't heard not to not to yet. And then and then my dad was like, yeah, stop being a little bitch. I, you know what? said that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch that movie. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. And, and he did. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, Taylor called me when I was, um, just when I was about to get ready to go pick uh, your son up from the school bus, and was like, yeah, uh, mom and dad are watching RRR. And I'm like, what? So they watched it without him? Yeah. Like, just well, no, the he, two of them? Yeah, he told them to watch it, and then they watched it without him, yeah. Because he was at work while they were doing it. They were sitting there watching it. And literally, just before you guys showed up to start recording tonight, my dad called me. Because I also was like, so Taylor told me you're watching that movie. I was like, yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. This guy's guy's wild. Uh, We just saw saw the dancing song and where they were dancing. And he let the one guy win. That was pretty cool. And um, I wish I I had subtitles for that so I could hear what they were talking about when they were singing. I'm like, I don't think I want to translate it very well. <laughs> but just as you guys are about to walk over, I guess they finished it. Or at least my dad did, because my mom, I guess, couldn't. She was like, she, she had enough, like, halfway through. Gave up. He enough like, reading. He was like, that was awesome. That was a great movie. I loved it. Those guys were like, I mean, Superman and Batman and all them other guys, they need to watch out for those two. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your dad. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Special effects were crazy. <laughs> Those guys were like flying everywhere and like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why didn't you record this? You think we're exaggerating? This is exactly how it's his like he's felt. in the room with I us now. I I guarantee you this is exactly what he said and how he said Oh, yeah. No, I heard it. I could hear it when he was talking to him. <laughs> your mother, but then he was like, But your mother, she couldn't watch it all. She, she had enough at like halfway through. And I'm like, Well, yeah, dad. I mean, halfway through was like an hour and a half. He's like, Yeah, but it was cool. I really liked it. I got up and peed like three times. Yeah. But I saw the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you got, he was like, you guys should do that on the podcast. Well, we're not doing it today on the podcast. Today is Tammy's pick for holiday movie month. Yeah, because I also heard that they were there is a potential for an RRR sequel, which kind of ties to this. Because how can you top a classic? With RRRR. Ooh. RRR squared. <laughs> But yeah, how can okay. you, how can you top yeah how can you top something that was so incredible? Well, let's find out. Tammy, tell us about your movie. So, so my movie is actually a sequel. It came out in 1992, and it stars Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, and Catherine O'Hara. 
I want to uh, talk about Home Alone 2. Lost in New York. Lost in New York. Hiya, pal. Deck the halls with Marv and Harry. Yes. Make their Christmas not so merry. Give them bricks and give them riches. One more Christmas in the trenches. Toss some paint cans down to greet them. Send the toolbox down to meet them. Serve the nails for Christmas dinner. Kevin is declared the winner. May I do the thinking, please? Um, so let's go around the room. <laughs> had you seen it? And what did you think when you heard that I was picking this one? Guido. I've never seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Watched it for the first time the other night. Are you serious? No. He oh, my is God. Not. I was like, no. what are you talking about? I've seen it 40, well, he did, 50 times. Okay. He did grow yeah. up Mormon. They probably didn't let him watch it. I was trying to think. Love like, this movie. Could we quote this movie as well as we quote Liar Liar or We Ace could probably Ventura. do scene for scene. I couldn't. This one? Oh yeah. We could do both. Wow. I love you. I love you. <laughs> the best in New York. All right, Matt, had you seen it and what did you think when you heard I picked it? Of yeah, of course I fucking saw this movie before. <laughs> I think I saw it, I think I saw it in theaters. Uh, I haven't I honestly haven't seen it all the way through pretty sure since we since I was a kid and like watching it like on VHS or whatever this has also become like a very highly contested movie in my family because um my brother my cousin Seth his older brother Josh we would often have a debate about like which one which movies are better like is Terminator better than Terminator 2 or is Aliens better than Alien or is Home Alone 2 better than Home Alone I have fallen on the side where I think that Home Alone 1 is better and it really didn't need a sequel. So I'm, I am I was excited that you picked it, but I do have some reservations about it now watching it as an adult. Allison. Ditto. <laughs> I had seen it many a times. Um, probably saw it in the theater. I'm not 100% sure. And um, I don't think I had watched it since then. Watch the first one probably every year. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. Yeah. yeah. Watch the first one probably every year. But I, I have fond memories of this one, and I was excited to watch it again. But I, as well, have thoughts. Okay. Let's go. Take, Get right into the child abandonment. The big Apple. All right. So the Macaulay, or the um, McAllister. McAllister family <laughs> is at it again. In their enormous house. So we don't really know what Peter McAllister does for a living, but he has an enormous house and lots of in kids. the like suburbs of Chicago. Well, it's a John Hughes movie, and John Hughes yeah. movies always take place in Chicago. Well, it's a Chris. Well, it's oh, a yeah. Chris um, Columbus. But, but Columbus John Hughes, movie. John Hughes wrote it though. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so he's friggin' rich, and he's got more money than his brother uncle frank i fucking hate this uncle i know he's so he's such worse. a fucking he's cheapskate yeah your dad makes good money for this you don't pay for anything and you have five fucking kids and your brother pays for everything they must be like catholics or something wait matt said are they mormon i was they're like no Cat- i don't think so well they're i'm assuming that they're like irish they each have five McAllister, kids and they yeah they each have five yeah. children um and then we have so the Peter McAllister is played by John Hurd. R.A.P. Um, and then Catherine O'Hara plays Kate, the my mom. Rose. And then... Um, I've lost my baby. I've lost my baby in New York. I love her. I still can't believe that's her sometimes. Um, so we have Buzz, the evil Prick. older brother. Such a shit. Played shithead. by Devin Rattray. And then we have um, Megan, Linny, and Michael as Megan. siblings. And then we have um, Aunt Leslie and Uncle Frank, like I said. And then Rod, Tracy, Sandra, and Fuller. Fuller. Who is played by Kieran Culkin, which is Macaulay's little brother in real life. And Roman in Secession. That's right. And the gay best friend from Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. So that's the, like, McAllister family. So there's ten of them all together. 
And just like the first one, um, they're going on a Christmas vacation. 14 of them. So uh, we start off the movie at the McAllister home. So they're getting ready for their trip. And they're also getting ready for the Christmas recital. At Kevin's school. At Kevin's school. Well, it's all their school. Yeah, I guess it is kind mm-hmm. of all their school. Because Buzz is in there, too. Um, So Kevin's getting... He's in um, the parents' bedroom, and he's got his really cool, like, talk radio. His talk boy. Talk boy. I had one of those because of this movie. Well, you didn't have... You had a tiger toy or something. It was a tiger talk boy. It yeah. was the same thing. So it, this this it, was a prop that was made specifically for that movie, and then that toy company and then made they it made afterwards it, yeah, yeah. and made billions of dollars. It's just a tape recorder <laughs> it is it's just a tape recorder but it, it goes slow ding it goes dang dog they made it just for the movie they're going to miami for christmas yeah so what why the, why are they going to miami is it the city that keeps the roof blazing because they went to they, france before why they feel the need to go somewhere every year on on christmas like they don't why? have christmas trees they have tradition trees. well i mean well, the re- well i mean the reason why they went to france in the first one was because his other brother brother was living in france that's yes. fine, but again, I don't get. Yeah, why? I don't. I don't get Miami. I don't. I don't get traveling on Christmas ever. To be honest with you, like I would just go the day after or something. We did it one time. We went to Park City, Utah, for skiing. We left Christmas Day. Privilege. 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 Yes, I'm white and I ski. I know. We, and your parents brought three children. Yes. And all of our skiing gear. That's we didn't wild. we didn't rent. We brought our skiing gear with us. We went on Christmas Day and we left like at like one o'clock in the afternoon. And that wasn't that bad. But we also like got someone it was very similar to this movie. We got someone to take us there, like all that stuff, but <laughs> No. We're we're better organized than that. So Kev's getting dressed. And the dad's like, go finish getting dressed, get your tie. And he's like, I can't go in the bathroom. Uncle Frank's in there. And he said, if I see anything while I'm in there, I won't be, a, I won't become a real man. God. I won't grow up, no. Yeah. yeah. No, I won't ever, I won't grow up ever feeling like a real man. Yeah. And he's like, go get your tie and don't look at anything. And Uncle Frank is singing. The cool the- <laughs> doing this ridiculous dance he thinks he's by himself he's he's jamming and kevin takes his his little recorder and records him while he's dancing you know what to be fair then with uncle frank was right he was kind of being a little pervy he's like recording get out of here you little pervert or i'll slap you silly oh you're cooking frankie (laughs) so that cuts to the song at the recital and Christmas tree by Christmas yes. tree. And then somebody's got a solo. They they have this like thing where they all go along and they do the telephone game where they're like, Kevin Solo is coming up. Kevin Solo Kevin is coming up. Kevin Solo is coming up. And Frank's they go asleep. down the line. And why is Buzz and Kevin the only kids singing? Maybe but why a, are they also in the same school? Maybe I don't it's know. A, maybe like it's an all boys school. Buzz is like, no, there's girls in that choir. Yeah. Um, Buzz is like 16. Kevin's 10. Yeah. Um, why did, are they in the same school? We, I mean. Did we ever address that maybe um, Buzz gets us, he gets a special bus to school? Uh, maybe Buzz got held back. No. Well, anyway. He's a lot older. Maybe Buzz. They're singing. Buzz likes to eat crayons. So they're singing and Kevin Solo comes up and Buzz is extremely immature and puts the uh, fake candles behind Kevin's ears so it looks like his ears are glowing. And the fact that all the parents laugh is really rude. They're all going to laugh at you. Brennan has a mangina. Brennan has a mangina. (laughs) Yeah, it was done much. Yeah, that was that was much better in Step Brothers than it was the same thing. Yeah. So Kevin uh, does a solo like a champ and then he turns around and sees that Buzz is being a jackhole and he clocks him in the stomach pushes him over flips behind him and then pulls a lot of the choir with him the whole choir choir. (laughs) that even the pianist one of the teachers flips backwards pianist pianist are you guys still looking at jude law's penis a week later no 
That poor woman, I bet she cracked her neck. So we cut to the uh, living room, and poor Kevin is the one in trouble. But Buzz is like, I would just like to apologize he's manipulative. to my family. And then, and then he calls like, Macaulay Culkin a trout sniffer. Beat which that, you little trout sniffer. Trout sniffer? And everybody claps. Mean? You smell fish? Yeah. You smell fish? I think they just made up these stupid names. Trouser or trouts. So then Kevin oh, stands know. up and he's like, Stinky you guys are all like stupid fish. to believe his lies. Which and they are. And he's lying and I'd rather kiss a toilet seat. And his mom's like, you're going to go to the third floor if you keep it up. And he's like, I don't care. Must be nice. Oh, I love what he says to Uncle Frank. Wouldn't want to, um, wouldn't want to ruin your time, you little cheapskate. Wouldn't want to ruin Uncle your free Frank, ride, you cheapskate. Yeah. Oh, I love because it's true. It's like your dad's paying good money for this vacation. Yeah, you're not ruining. Ah, he leaves himself open to this. So uh. Catherine O'Hara brings Kevin up to the third floor where he's going to spend the evening by himself, and they reminisce about last year's uh, debacle with the family vacation. Um, and Kevin being left behind. So, of course, he says shitty things to his mom. Like, I don't want to go to a tropical climate. Uh, I would rather spend my vacation alone and not with you and the rest of the family. And your hair looks stupid. And then she's like, well, maybe you'll get your wish. You got your wish last year. Maybe you'll get it this year. Yeah. He's just Woo! saying stuff. He knows what to say. Yeah. You know. So, in true yeah. McAllister fashion. He's a lot like your kid. He knows exactly what to say, too. He can really strike to the core of you. <laughs> so in true McAllister fashion, um, the night before, the dad was fiddling around with the electrical God. plug. The clock got reset. reset. They uh, wake up. It's light outside, and they scream at one another. Hey, hey, we did, did it again! I've seen, I've seen this one. This is a classic. Mm-hmm. No one naturally wakes up. No one, no one naturally. Dude, wakes up. I fucking wake up the same time almost every, unless I've unless I tied one on the night before. I usually wake up the same goddamn time every day. If I know I have something to do that day, my body wakes up. If I know I have to get on a plane, I'm not sleeping past anything. Like my the my fact body that, will wake me up three or four times. Yeah, the fact that none of these anxious. people woke up is ridiculous. Yeah, especially that kid who pisses the bed. Um. So they he- but they hear the van hitting that funny statue we did in front it again! of their house. <laughs> They're scrambling to get in the van. They everybody gets in the van and they're counting they're handing out their tickets. Everybody's sitting separately this year. And then the last ticket is Kevin. And he turns around, he's sitting in the front seat and he's like, You're not leaving me again. Yeah. That's technically not safe. I don't think he's big enough. It's a good thing he has his own ticket seat. in case they get separated. Run through O'Hare, which is the worst airport. And this is, I don't this know. is where I was. Have you like, been to Salt Lake City? Yes, I have. That airport is the worst. I don't know. O'Hare's a terrible airport. O'Hare, I, I, agree I just with mean you. by like sheer size and crowdedness. It's one long it's so long. And it's so long. Well, I've, I, uh so anyway, they get to the airport, they get through security. They are running. And Guido and I had this very same fear of terror when we were on our way home oh, we, from We London paved that road. To uh, where, Philly? Where do we fly into? Baltimore? Yeah, we're back to Dulles. We couldn't find where to drop off the rental car. Oh, in London? In, in at London. A, at a, at a Heathrow? Mm, yeah. yeah. Heathrow. And, and it was like not intuitive oh no there was a really poorly signed area at a hotel not like sort of behind a hotel near the rental cars with no signs pointing to it oh no and it was far away from all the other rental car places which were clearly marked except for this one yes this one Hopefully, Guido was wearing a very distinctive jacket that nobody else could wear at the airport so if you got separated you could find him immediately. Nope, that doesn't happen in this movie. Well, I sprained my foot, so it was a matter of us running. To stick together. Two. One person running, one person Wait. hobbling. You should have yes. put a napkin over your face, and then she definitely would have found you. You know what you should have done? You should have tied so your legs good. together and done a three-legged sack race, or, you know, relay race. Guido wouldn't participate in that, though. Probably not. Yeah, he's a miserable queen. So the dad, so so Kevin's, you know, I need, ba- I need batteries for my talk boy. And he's his dad ridiculously hands him his bag with all his money with and credit cards, money, in it. credit card, Lucky batteries, tons of shit. And he's like, here, here, here. Kevin stops in the middle of the busy holiday terminal to load his recorder. This kid fucking sucks. And then 
No sooner it was a white guy with slicked back brown hair and a camel colored trench coat. They all look the same from behind. They, they all look In the 1990? same. In 1990? Yup. 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 So dad goes right. Random guy who looks, looks like dad. dad from behind goes left. And Kevin follows left. And then he smashes into the flight attendant at the door with his paper ticket. Couldn't and make this all movie of the today. Tickets splattered about. Nah, they check him for his shoes, you know what I mean? I feel like they had some good safeguards, though, like go on the plane, check to see if your family's on there. Like, they no, did. not a safeguard. Not no. at all. You hold the plane Not up. at all. They were just like, they were just like, uh, well, get him on there and uh, come on. Make sure, Make sure he locates his family plane. first. He's an unaccompanied minor at this point, basically. Yeah. So it's just fucking ridiculous. They get oh, on the yeah. plane. That's- Nobody cares that Kevin's not there. Yeah, because yes. they all think that they're they all think that they're sitting. They all you, don't pay attention to one another. They don't. You would think, but they that, know they're going to be separate. You would think that the parents would sit, like, stand up and be like, "Okay." After what happened last year, yeah. yeah, you would think they wouldn't be selfish cunts who sit in first class and put their kids in coach. And I mean that about the other people on the plane who have to deal with your shitty ass kids while you're in first class. Especially when, like, Fuller and Kevin are 10. With the fucking coke and the peeing of the pants? Yeah. Oh, my God. If I was a passenger and I had to sit next to a kid whose parents were in first class, I would be fucking pissed. So Kevin gets on the plane. He he locates his not-dad, sits down next to this French-speaking man. Yep. And uh, and he puts his headphones on, doesn't hear any of the uh, flight attendants security things. New York? So he's going to New York. Yay. Christmas trees. And his family's going to Miami. And then when he gets there, he gets out and he's like, Buzz? Mom? Mom? My family's in Florida and I'm in New York? Yeah, he sees the skyline. So um, so the, (laughs) the flight attendant, he goes, what is that city over there? Do you know who that is? That is Reagan from The Exorcist. No, it's Ali Sheedy from The Breakfast Club, but good try. All right, fine. <laughs> I get that mixed up all the time. How the fuck do you Blair get Linda? mixed up with Ali Sheedy? I do. It's Ali Sheedy. Well, uh, well, at least uh, at least these are white people you get mixed up. <gasps> I'm telling you, they look so similar. No, yes. they don't. Let's bring them up on, you know, do the side by side. Didn't they she play so Lando Calrissian? Similar. It's Ali Sheedy from The Breakfast Club, which was also uh, written and directed by John Hughes. That's so. true. Those teeth, I should have remembered. Kevin's like, where are we? And she's like, New York, sir. She's like, New York, sir. So what does he do? He's like, oh, shit, I'm in the wrong city. Maybe I should say, excuse me, ma'am, I was on the wrong plane. Maybe nah. I shouldn't leave the airport. Maybe I should contact someone because my family isn't here. Nah, dog, I'm going to the plaza. Yep. He goes all over New York. I'm gonna the go first to thing he did Center. was buy fireworks. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, the yeah. very first thing he did was yeah. buy bottle rockets. I'm going to go to Radio City Music Hall. He's walking around New York City. With bottle rockets. By himself. How the fuck did he not get taken? He goes to the like, Twin Towers. Like, come he on. He goes to the top of the Twin Towers. Yes. And he looks, he's, he looks, looking it's through those. horrifying. Yeah, and, and, and no looked, one else is up there. Well, that that one guy that was walking the the tight the the tight it was a Jared Leto between. Um, oh no, that was the Empire State Building. Sorry, it, he was walking that tightrope between the towers, and then he goes to the Plaza Hotel. So yeah, so then he um, goes to the payphones at the Plaza Hotel because while he was chatting well, with his mama, say who he walks by first. in the bedroom, um, he records the. Uh, commercial for the Plaza Hotel when he was back at home. Well, yeah. So he's like, that's where he got the idea to go to the Plaza Hotel in New York. He remembers it from the game show. And, and who does he walk by? Well, POTUS. So he asks none other than Mr. The Trump. Donald J. Donald Trump. Donald J. Trump, president. Dis- president of the United States of America. Disgraced former president. Yes. Not Trump. He hasn't been disgraced yet. Oh, please. He's, One he's per- well on his way. Was. <laughs> Oh, he's disgraced. He's just not convicted yet. I mean, that's what I mean. Yes. He is. You know. At the time, he owned the Plaza Hotel. Yes. 
And he probably insisted on. He being did. There. I didn't know that. He, so, it's the yeah. only reason he let them film there was so, was if he had a cameo. No yeah, shit. And they filmed, of course. That's they filmed BDE right there. So much. They filled. What are you all talking of about? That's there. some LDE. That's LDE right, right, right there. Exactly, guys. Come on. They like, exploited a lot as much as they could with this movie. Like they rented out. The rooms that looked like the rooms from this movie and inflated the prices. Oh, of course they did. Oh, you should see what they do with the whole Eloise shit at the plaza. My friend, mm-hmm. her daughter's name is Eloise, and so she took her there one year to do the whole Eloise experience. It's fucking ridiculous how much they charge. <laughs> you can't even... Like, the way that people go into the plaza in this movie, back then you could, you can't do it nowadays anymore. Like, you, you can't just walk into the plaza and, like, look around. Like, you have to either have a room there or... Or be part of one of the experiences. They won't just let you into the plaza anymore. Does he still own the plaza? He doesn't anymore. No. no. Do you? How it. often do you find yourself walking into hotel lobbies to take pictures of it? The plaza's Lots. it's different. Uh, I went to the hotel where The Shining was filmed, walked in, and took pictures. At yeah, but that's different. <laughs> it's not no, different. It's not. The plaza is the same thing. It's the same kind of prestige and the same kind of. It's been there forever, and they film movies there, and people are like, "Ooh, the plaza." It's a New York landmark. I went to the Ritz and. And I stayed at the Ritz in New York. Yeah, what about the one where Pretty Woman was filmed? Is that the Ritz the Carlton? Be- no, that's the Beverly Wilshire. It's the Beverly mm. Wilshire. Yeah. Another thing. top five. Yeah, or like the Beverly Hills Hotel, like where they filmed True Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Batches? We don't even know. What about the hotel from Reindeer Games? Do you think you could just walk in there? <laughs> I think so. Yes. And I think so. I thought that was the best Western. <laughs> it probably is. And then meanwhile, do you think you walk past and Donald Trump will point you to the room where he just got pissed on by a prostitute? Yeah. I think that was Russian real sex worker. There. Okay. Timmy, before we get back to the former president of the United States, we're going to take a on. quick break and learn about one of the other podcasts on the Deluxe Edition Network. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? I'm Matt, the host of the Beard Laws Podcast, a podcast that has nothing to do with beards. A podcast where we aim to entertain and interact with our live viewers, but our listeners, they're like the quiet person that never talks sitting around the bonfire because the rest of the group is so entertaining, hilarious, wild, and a little bit dumb. So grab a drink, grab a snack, and let Beard Laws and the boys, Toby, Brandon, Logan, Zach, Richie, and our occasional special guest entertain you. We're live on the Beard Laws YouTube Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and for every reason you want to see us and or our beards, check us out the beardlawspodcast.com. Come, we're everywhere. And we're back. So Kevin uh, calls the reservation line Hi. from the public payphone, and he reserves a room. They're like, Mr. He's- Trump, is that you again? <laughs> Do you want to get peed on in your special room? We have the rubber sheets ready. And it's interesting because, like, do you think they would have believed... Do you really think they would have believed that this was a person? With in nineteen ninety, yes. For me, yeah. it was more just like the. For me, it's more the fact that we're operating under the illusion that the Plaza Hotel has an available room. Yeah. The day before Christmas. Yes. That's the delusion I'm saying. No, uh, the day the and the day of. He yes. Can, he can just reserve it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, he's yeah, got they, he's they got would, a no limit credit card. No. He can buy a room. No, but he's they, they don't know Especially that. They're like, of a course, suite. sir. We have so many. Suites. Oh, they they got suites. <laughs> And they got the sweets. You have to open up with a key. To, to be, he should have meet, gone to the Continental. Mm. And then we meet uh, the desk clerk, Dana Ivy, played by Dana Ivy. Love her. And she. Where else do we? Uh, what? Adam's, Adam's family. family. Adam's family. Yeah. Adam's family too. She's done a lot of stuff though. Oh, she's been around mm-hmm. for a long time. She yeah. marries it. She does. Yeah. Yes, she's its wife. So she is uh she's at the counter and kevin comes goes up to her and he's like i need to check in and she just questions him and he makes up this ridiculous story about how uh he's alone he's he's not there alone he's with his dad my dad's in a meeting meeting. sometimes i get in trouble we all do yeah it's like the cutest he's like he's he's like Come on, we all get into trouble. I Sometimes I go over there and I get some latkes and you're schwitzing over here. We all do. Yeah, it's I'm not offended like by this. It's not like that at all, he but that's fine. He gave me his credit card and told me to hang out at the hotel. So I don't get in trouble. So I don't get into mischief. Meanwhile, back at in Miami, the McAllister family figures out that Kevin is not there. They, because they Because they do the whole... Whisper down the lane, give this bag to Gavin. Give, give this, this bag to Kevin. Give Kevin's this bag to Kevin. Kevin's, Kevin's not, not here. here. Kevin's not here. Kevin's Kevin. not here. Same Kevin! joke. Same joke. And Same she joke. faints. And she this faints. This time she faints. Yes. 
So they are. Her hair perfectly still in place. Well, it's that's hairspray, some, man. That's some stiff as a board. Light that's as some a great Ben Stiller hair gel right there. All right. So then they talked to the cops in the airport and explained to... He was a very professional cop, I would say. Better than the ones in the first movie. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah. And he, he's questioning them, and they're like, actually, this is becoming the McAllister I do like this scene. Family it's funny. tradition. Funnily enough, we never lose we never our luggage. Ha, <laughs> 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 It's funny. <laughs> actually, this happened last year. Yeah. We left him at home. The guy's like, okay... Well, he's, he's probably still in Chicago. Do you have any recent photos of the kid? My wallet. And I love his dad Some has like now a weird realizes. southern affectation. Like, I don't have my wallet. My wallet's in my bag. Kevin has my bag. It's like, why are you southern all of a sudden? Like, he slips into this weird southern, like, drawl. <laughs> it, it was just... Do you a, have credit cards in that bag? It was just a clever facade. A facade. <laughs> and then she says, I don't think Kevin knows how to use a credit card. Oh, he knows. And he does. He uses it. And then who brings him up to his hotel room? Ugh. Quad pro quo alum. Cedric. A stapler. Rob Schneider Rob is Schneider. a carrot. Speaking of someone who likes Donald Trump. Cedric. Derpy derpy Played by Rob Schneider. We also meet the concierge played by none other than Tim Tim Curry. Curry. So he's like, Cedric, see what you can find out about this young man because he's don't by himself. Don't count your tips in public. Cedric, don't count your tips in public. <laughs> so Cedric takes him up to the fourth floor and he they open the door and all he has is a backpack. It's a very nice room. Huge, huge room. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wow, spacious and luxurious. Yeah, wow. he's annoying. And then he's like, Opens, it's a child. Opens the bathroom. And Children like, are, are annoying. Yeah. Opens the uh, snack cabinet. And he's like, oh, how convenient. And expensive. And expensive. And then uh, Rob Schneider like kind of rubs his fingers Rob together. Rob Schneider is rude in this movie. I know. He's gross. And he gives him gum. Fruit stripe gum. Love fruit yeah, stripe I gum. Would, I would be pissed off if he gave me it lost fruit. Fruit. It lost its flavor so fast. Did like you juicy think, fruit. So Peter McAllister is working hard. And Kevin is just enjoying himself at the hotel. He is doing cannonballs in the pool that isn't at the Plaza Hotel because there is no pool on site at the Plaza Hotel. Yes. And um, the director, Chris Kristoff. Chris Chris Columbus. Columbus. I'll never get this. (laughs) Um, He watched all like old 30s and 40s movies. So he could like figure out how to film or to continue to like. Oh uh, yeah, because he because the again, filthier. What do they call the filthier? Oh, angels the, with dirty souls. Yeah, and then angels with dirtier souls. souls yeah, or filthier souls. Because that's oh, not yeah. a real movie. Because yeah. yes, you know it worked in the first one. Let's oh, do it again. So funny though. It's still funny. But my Tommy gun don't. You debatable. don't think it's still funny? This I, is where no. Matt and I. I uh, think I yeah. think yeah I think the I think those scenes are funny but I honestly think that comedies are the worst genre to ever make sequels to because literally all you're relying on is you're relying on jokes that, that were, were funny were funny before. in the first one I have to agree and then you're going to regurgitate said jokes it's the same joke it, it kind of work it works for tv but it doesn't for movies I feel like I think it's so funny like the parts I laughed at were the like when they're in like when they're in the police station and they make that like we never lose our luggage like that that was funny the other stuff is just the same joke the screaming the kevin the 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 movies like it's the same stuff guido and i think they're still funny <laughs> they are still funny they're just it's not new. No. Maybe I that's why you. I like it. Because of the nostalgia? I don't know. I want more. It's only two years after the first one. <laughs> Remember, every time you say you like it and you want more of something, I will bring up how they're doing a remake of White Man Can't Jump. And we uh, need dude, more of that. I don't even know who's in that. Guido we, likes... We need more. Guido likes the second Ace Ventura more than the first Ace Ventura. That's r- ridiculous. That's so strange. No, it's that not. Because he doesn't disparage any trans person... In the second movie, but there's okay. also no just an entire continent of people. But there's also no cannibal corpse in the second one. Oh, it's sad. That's that's true. I'm trying to think that's of a good, a point. good plus, like sequel to a comedy. And oh, I, Hangover Two. No, that that was that was terrible. 
I'd have to think. I would really have to think. I mean, if we... Not one that's better, but one that is least competent. Would you count Guardians? I was going to say Guardians. Like, Guardians... But I didn't know if that's a comedy. I, yeah, I don't know if you consider that a comedy. I mean, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. I don't really think that counts. All right. So, so we figure out that in Miami, there's a monsoon going on. Yeah. And Kevin isn't missing anything. Well, the The family is at this... This Motel 6 that Trash. Frank recalls from their honeymoon. Because, spoiler alert. God knows how long. December is hurricane season in Florida. Yeah. So, why would you go there? And then it, and then they're watching White, what, White Christmas or It's a Wonderful Life? It's a Wonderful it's Life. A wonderful life it's a Wonderful Life in Spanish. They're watching it in Spanish. Because guess first what? Movie, in the first one, they were watching it in, in French. French. Oh, my God. So funny. Ha, 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 ha. It's funny because it's a different language. It's so funny. So then we flash back to Kevin just living his best life in New York. You see uh, oh, the limousine. We also you also forgot that the the super competent police officer in the Miami airport. He's like, if you got credit cards, we talked. We'll, we said that we oh, did. We did. Yeah, we did. Well, no, if we got credit cards, we'll mark them as stolen. And then he doesn't say that though. Well, no, no, no. He, he says if he uses it, then we'll know where he is. He doesn't say anything about marking him stolen though. Yeah, and we have. But they do mark him as stolen. Yeah, but he so doesn't then, say so that he... to the parents. Okay, though. there was a part that I did miss, and that's when Tim Curry sneaks up to the hotel room to spy on Kevin and his dad. So Tim Curry goes into the hotel room, and Kevin um, hears him and runs into the bathroom. Puts the shower on, magically blows up the inflatable clown that happens to be in his dad's backpack. Yep, no, big, big. Uh, you know that hole. was a priority, big plot hole. Big plot hole. <laughs> yeah, a priority for his dad to keep in his bag. You literally see his mom pack it in a suitcase. And uh, the song that Frank is singing in the shower plays. And he's yes. like hooked it up to like um, strings. The same strings, uh, similar situation that he did in the first movie. He's like, get out of here, you nosy little pervert. And then Tim Curry runs out of the room, trips over a table, and then is embarrassed. Um, so so Kevin gets to the lobby and Tim Curry's character apologizes. I'm sorry. I do hope your father understands that last night I was simply checking the room to make sure everything was in order. Well, he was pretty mad. He was. He said he didn't come all the way to New York to get his naked rear end spied on. Of course not. Will he be down soon? He already left. Oh, I would have liked to have offered my personal apology. If some guy looked at you in the shower, would you ever want to see him again? I suppose not. I don't think you'll see him for the rest of our trip. They get, um, they they drive around the city. They get to Duncan's toy chest, which is the big toy store. Guess they couldn't get FEO Schwartz to sign off. Yeah, this is a fake toy store. Yeah, but nonetheless, beautiful. And, and also, those were like the. They were lame toys. You're yes. right. Yes. yes, they were Thank all you. like they That's were literally. You know, they sell at toy stores like that. And all the kids that were extras, they actually did get to take toys home. This is where you see Chris Columbus too. Store. He has a cameo in this nice. scene. Yeah, with that's his kid. His, while Kevin is farting around in the hotel. But you, you totally forgot about the turtle doves. Well, wait. Well, to wait. My gosh. We got it. We got to wait for a moment because Marv and Harry escape the prison. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about them yet. Yeah, they're Shit. they're now the sticky bandits. They're no so, longer the wet bandits. While they were better Kevin, as the wet bandits. Yes, while Kevin is having all of his fun at the hotel, we see a newspaper with the headline that they have escaped prison during a prison riot. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I, like, I like how um, two small-time, uh, like, house, you know. Small-time? No, two, no, two small-time burglars from Chicago make escaping from prison makes it on the cover of a New York it newspaper. Doesn't. It doesn't. The newspaper clipping blows onto the house of the McAllisters literally in like the opening scene of this movie. You guys are off way no, far. No, no, it is no. the Chicago Tribune paper. It's from the Chicago. Thank you. Thank you. It I'm is so- not in New York. You guys are way off. Ali is correct. <laughs> It literally happens at the beginning of the movie. No. Yes. Just it's fine. Live your truth, girl. Just keep going. So we so a fish in the fish district, the fish town, a truck opens and Marv and Harry are in the back of the truck. 
Smelling all good. And so they've decided they're the Sticky Bandits. They, they're they really enjoying their time in New York, too. Like, they're ice skating and they're, you know, plotting their next moves and trying to get money. Harry reads the paper and he's like, we're going to rob a toy store because they're going to have cash in the drawer. Promises, promises. So they go into Duncan's toy chest and they sneak into the little houses I, Wait, let Matt do his turtle doves impression. No, no, no. Well, we're seeing no, them. No, I call bullshit on this. Why? Because, okay, yeah, why? they escaped from prison. Yeah. They they hid in a fish truck. They stink. You're telling me nobody walked past those those uh, those those little houses and were like, they're big doll houses. It smells like it smells like ass and fish yeah. right over here. Because they um, haven't bathed ex- and they've, they've been got around fish. panties. A- excuse, excuse <laughs> me, uh, person that works here. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I think somebody crawled. I think something crawled into these little buildings here and died. Yeah, because it smells yeah. like fish ass yeah. over here. It would smell gross. It smells yeah. like your mother's coochie like, over here, man. Like when I was Ew. like when I was watching it, I was I was like texting my my brother and cousins. All, all my brother and Seth had as a rebuttal was like, well, uh, have you ever been to New York? It fucking stinks. It does stink in New York, but not inside not of a... In not in the winter. And, no, and also, that's not true. And also not inside a... Not inside of a... Inside a of a high-end toy store. No, it wouldn't smell inside of a toy store, but... It I mean, it I might like, it like smell as bad. It might smell like it always it, smells. It, it might smell like diapers or something because some kid probably shit their pants there. But I mean, like, I mean, on trash day, it might stink. It smells all the time of like piss and just rudeness. And shit. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. And agree. salty people. Pretzels and street hot dogs. Ooh, Ugh. and chestnuts. And Yankees fans. Are they roasting Ugh, Christmas Gross. chestnuts. Disgusting. I love love New York. At Christmas time, just go Bang. there and you, it's cold and it's windy and you walk around and everything's expensive it. and then your feet the hurt and then guess what? There's you no, got to drive home two and a half hours. I love that, Fifth Avenue. That's why I'd rather just go to Philadelphia. I love the, the same. Light. You get the, the same, talking about. You get the same shit you can get in New York. I love the a, window displays. Third of the price. Yeah, and, and if you're feeling good. bad about yourself, you could just go down Kensington Avenue, take I a look around, and go. All right, all right, all right. Maybe things aren't so bad. Hey, fentanyl. What's up? It is beautiful. Where? New York. Oh. One so while you guys were bitching, I was saying. One man's trash <laughs> is another man's treasure. It's, oh, wait. It's that's, my favorite. That's Maybe right. that's why I love this movie so much, because no. it's New Maybe. York at Christmas. Maybe. Turtle do doves. Do you want to talk about the turtle doves? Turtle Tur- Tur- doves. We're you know, only like a quarter of the way through this movie right now. Mr. Oh, my God. Because Mr. Duncan's sitting right there, and he's like, I'm this old man running this old register. And he's like... I'm Kevin McAllister. I want to buy this this dragon jizz in a can. And, I always uh, thought that was candy. <laughs> and uh, it is candy. And I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna give you this money. Oh, and also this money, I'm gonna give to the to the children of the hospital. And Mr. Duncan's like, whoa! I'm going to let you pick some. You toys. make him sound like a Munchkin from Munchkin. Land. <laughs> I'm going to let. Does this old man make cookies too? I'm going like to, an elf. <laughs> I'm going to let you pick. To- or like the leprechaun. <laughs> I'm a leprechaun. <laughs> funny, funny, like funny enough. You know what? The, who this guy is? He owns the Cubs in Rookie of the Year. He's in a lot of Fuck. shit. That's why I hate him so. Eddie much. Bracken. So turtle doves. Turtle doves. He gives him. A, he gives him the turtle doves, and he says, "Because you, he you keep one, and you give one to someone you really care about." So after he leaves the store, he's waiting for the limo, and he bumps into. Marv and Harry. The sticky bandits. The sticky bandits. Bum, bum, bum. They, uh, I guess he like comes up with this plan. He's running through the city. He buys these, some beaded necklaces. Pearl necklaces. Pearl necklaces. <laughs> Pearl necklace. He, he like puts them on the Gross. ground and then Marv and Harry slip. Yeah, because it's so gooey. Yeah, I guess. Well, because it's slippery. Um, right. He, he, they fall and then. They catch up with him again, and he pretends to... He grabs this lady's hiney. Oh, Mashari. Yes, and they had seen her previously in the street, which is, like, unheard of. You don't see the same person twice see, in, in New York. Have you seen that, Blonde? She and gets followed. And she punches Harry right... Or Mark he right did in the face. It. 
<laughs> Marv tells um, Kevin the whole plot of how they're going to steal What we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to break into Duncan's toy yeah. store. Again, I'm going to put the clip in so we don't need to do the whole scene. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, Kevin's got the whole scoop. Just, Kevin escapes. He runs back to the hotel. They ha- and they also had a gun. They could have just fucking shot him. That was in at broad the time. daylight on Fifth fucking Avenue. I they're going to shoot a ten year old. Yeah, man, in the this face. is an American gangster. What are you talking about? At that time, I don't think they He's had not a gun. Um, so Kevin runs back to the hotel, and Tim uh, Curry's character grabs him, and he's like, "You're a thief. We've caught you stolen, stolen credit, credit card." Kevin slides sneakishly into the elevator. They actually removed the lo- the rugs from the lobby so that oh. he can do the scene. And then he gets up to his hotel room and he puts on the filthier... Angels with filthier angels souls. Angels with filthier souls. He takes some cookies from the very expensive minibar. And he does the same joke that he did in the first movie, which I think is hilarious. This one is funny. I like this it. one is funny. Because but, but again, also, it, it's also because it's all it's also because, um, you know, Cliff. Tim, Cur- no, Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. It Tim- also frames up really well. You were here last night, too, weren't you? Yes, sir. I yes, was. Sir, and uh, the, I just like the face of the woman concierge. She's just like, like she's s- horrified you. the entire time. And the you guy's were smooching with my brother. You were smooching with my brother. It's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> this part is funny. It's the same joke. I love you. It's the same joke, but it's elevated because Tim Curry is Tim Curry. Sonny Bob, Cliff, it's a lie. Oh, it's so good. Get on your knees and tell me you love me. I love you. You've got to do better than that. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) It's good stuff. (laughs) So, yeah, so so he escapes. He goes to his Uncle Rob's house. I thought they were renovating. I thought they were in France. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe they have a house sitter. Not in that dilapidated it's a ten, hole. $10 million townhouse. It's probably next to Sonya Morgan. And then he goes, I think he goes to the park after that. He meets the lady with the birds who scares him earlier in the movie. Oscar winner. And he screams in her face. And then he's like, you're not so bad. For what? I'm not afraid anymore. She won a Best Supporting Acting yeah. Oscar for My Left Foot with Daniel Day-Lewis. No fucking shit. She's also the foster mom in that fucking baseball angel witch movie, you guys. Angels in the outfield. We're doing it. We're doing it. Matt and I are doing it. We're waving our arms like beautiful angels. And I'll be back when the angels win a pennant. Hey, that's um, a great comedy sequel. Angels Angels in the end zone is a good comedy sequel. (laughs) She was in A Time to Kill. And so I married an axe murderer. Oh, yeah. She's she's Mike Myers' mom. And so I married an axe murderer. Hit! So, uh, so he spends some time with her, and then he thinks about what Marv and Harry said, and he devises a plan based on his visit to his uncle's house that he's going to basically repeat uh, the funhouse situation the from the first movie to catch the bad guys. In it's a funhouse of death. So he goes and sets up Uncle Rob's house. They're not pranks. And it's all attempted murder. And then it, it would be murder. These people it, would not be alive. One no, brick alley. Exactly. The brick. The brick. The first brick. The first brick. There's brain matter all there over is, the ground. There was a doctor that evaluated just that piece. And he was like, this would either cause hematomas or death. Yeah. Like, there's no. Yeah. The guys, you know, come out of their little dollhouses and start breaking into the cash register, stuffing their bags with cash. This part bothers As me. you do. You just have, just You've take never your, wanted to rob just, a store no, before. Just take your time. You don't have to be all. They get. They barely get any money in the bag because it's just like ugh, they're shoving it in. I'm like, just take your time. Just take your Alec, time. They're amateurs. They're stupid. Yeah, they're yes. dumb. They're. Uh, it's just, These guys are not. I guarantee close. you. After he breaks the window, they get out of there with maybe like two hundred dollars. There's no way there's more than two hundred dollars in those bags. I don't even think that much because all they, all they had were like singles. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Ooh, have a professional initiative. God. I appreciate their gumption. Just take you know? your time. So he takes their photos with his Polaroid camera, and he throws a brick with a with a note on it to Mr. Duncan through the window. And the and then first who jumps out is Harry. Harry, and then Marv jumps out, and the first seesaw prank launch, launch would ensues. that work? 
No. Ah, no. Uh, no. No, they would crush the trash can that they were on. It was like a paint can. Yeah, and he wouldn't fly that high. I, we wouldn't fly that high. How heavy is Marv? So they, so then Kevin runs to his uncle's house, and they miraculously live are right able, around the corner. They're able to. Um, to they had a gun him. then. They could have just stopped and been like, "Yes, bang, stupid," or just not chased him. Yeah. They don't want to kill him yet. Well, he had their photo. Who cares? They're already escaped convicts. Yeah, just run and they they're in a vendetta against and they're in kid. a city of they don't want to be outsmarted like, by an eight or maybe ten year old that already happened that already happened they've already been outsmarted people so, are sh- people from chicago are very proud but boy are they fucking dumb <laughs> so kevin single-handedly climbs up a moving tube Meant for trash to yeah, get to, to the shoot. roof. Yeah, how did that tube not rip from of this like the weight of his body? He's lightweight. House. He's little, and he's on the roof, and he's got like the biggest bricks I've ever seen, which are normal sized bricks in a normal child's hands. It's the noises you that think? do it for me in these in this scene. It sounds. It's the. Hey, a horse's ass! And then the the noise of that brick hitting his skull sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. It's a great this night for a neck so injury. Oh <laughs> this is this song. This scene every single time makes me laugh. And then Harry goes in the back of the the apartment, and Marv stays in the front. And in this movie, Harry really gets it. Or no, Marv really gets it. Marv gets the Marv brunt. Marv gets, gets the brunt, the brunt yeah. of the accidents here, and Harry gets away with. Not as bad. They, they both would have died several times. Both would have died. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, I bet. Well, I bet the um, Joe Pesci had his eight. He had a better agent because he was sitting there like in this movie. Marv's nose would have been broken. In so many spots, I can't even... Marv's nose would have been driven up into his brain and killed him. Falling into that hole. The electricity. The electricity. The pain. That he was actively increasing the voltage on while he was being electrocuted. (laughs) He was a skeleton at the end. Yeah. And Um, he slid in that dragon jizz. Yeah. The varnish. The... Oh, God. Poor Marv getting burned again on his head. And then dumping his head into the... Kerosene. That he would have... Dead. The bowl of the kerosene. Dead. Dead. Mm -hmm. So dead. Dead there. The entire building would have exploded, I feel like. Okay, so they... they, uh, they, The paint cans, they, they can count to two. But then that huge pipe... That hits them both down that into the hole. That would have killed them Dead. so bad. Dead. I, and this hey, what's again, that sound, whole, Matt? Again, the nose. The, the head nose hitting the concrete floor. Uh, yeah. God. Again, the sound again, of this a tool was, chest like, like I said, falling I went, down I was, the stairs. I was like live tweeting this with my cousins and brother. And I'm like, at least with the first one, there were varied pranks. Like, hurt their feet. Did oh, the their, hurt their head. Yeah. This all this was was just donk donk donk. Head donk. trauma. Head trauma. Head and trauma. It, at least I think the pranks in the first one you actually believe that they could have survived because again it was feet. Pin, it was yeah. it was hands. When he slams his feet down on those ornaments, that's funny. Every single time I watch that movie, my dad goes ha. Ah! Like, <laughs> the spider on the face. I can't. I can't. <laughs> My dad <laughs> cries. He laughs so hard at that. He says it's the best scream in any movie ever. It's so good. So Kevin, um, they they fall to after he lights the kerosene yeah. soaked rope on fire, and then they get plastered with varnish. They would immediately have caught on fire. Also, yes, yes. Harry was already or Marv was already covered in paint and varnish yeah. from when it fell on him in the basement. He would never have been able to survive that rope. But nevertheless. They did. They persist. And he they would be on fire. him to the park uh, where Kevin was able to have time to stop at a payphone, dial 911, and let them know that they need to find uh, the fireworks. Yeah, these are, these are the same New York police officers from Highlander who had <laughs> the quickest response time ever. They're just right there. Yeah, fireworks. Well, they're so fast. If I learn anything from SVU, there are always police officers in, in Central Park. They have their own police force in Central Park. They have their own horses. They ride and, around on horses. And for the there's record, always people because people get raped in the park all the time. This this apartment, Uncle time. Rob's apartment, was only two blocks from Central Park. 
It would def- I would say it would be very close to par- a park fair. I would, also, if I had to guess, what, I would know, say Upper West Side. So he, they run into, they catch him. They catch him because he slips and falls on the ice. And they're gonna shoot him Dumbass. with the gun. And with yeah, the gun, they, but, but they can't pull covered the trigger in grease. because it's covered, covered in varnish, in varnish and, paint. and paint. It's covered in dragon jizz. And then um, the bird lady helps. Says, "Kevin, run!" run! And then she throws. Tons of bird seed on them. And this that's is a, the worst that's part. That's exactly what they did. They threw, they covered um, Marv and Harry in bird seed, and then they took 300 pin- pigeons and they did covered Hitchcock them. This? No, that's that's what they did. They covered Joe Pesci. Um, and they, yeah, now I would I, never have done well, this. It movie. takes less seed to cover him. Now I. <laughs> Yeah. Now I understand why he retired, and it took Scorsese begging him to I come back. I would never have. Di- I would never. Yeah, have signed I know. for that scene. That's and that's disgusting. and that's why Daniel Stern goes Ooh! again, trying to replicate the scream like the spider, but it's not as good in this one. Oh my gosh, no! They, he's sitting up, and the birds are all over him, and he's freaking the fuck out. I thought it was so good. So then Kevin's able to get away, and the cops come, and they catch the sticky bandits. So Kevin is out in New York. Uh, once the credit card was identified as stolen, the hotel was able to call mom and dad, let them know that Kevin was in New York. And then the entire family again takes four, 13 people and flies them to New York City where Catherine O'Hara and John Hurd ream the shit out of team, uh, Tim Curry. Yeah. Like what that? kind of idiots I'm do you have working here? You let them get the away. Finest in the New York, finest sir. in New York, sir. Yes, it's quite cold out. Do take a jacket. <laughs> and then his his lip, his lower lip trembles. Oh, he is he is one of like <laughs> the best like deadpan comedians. Like just mm-hmm. the, the the lines he can deliver without like even like having much facial expression, which is weird because his face is so expressive. But like when she specs him, he's like. That little lip, that chin quiver, that's really hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like you said with the the facial thing, like going back when he found out that the card was stolen. Oh, and the, the He Grinch, literally did uh, the Grinch, Grinch smile. smile. Yes. Such an expressive face. It looked just like the cartoon. But he can be such like a, what's, what is it called? Like a uh, a straight man. So, so they decide, okay, the family's going to stay at the hotel and Catherine O'Hare is going to run the streets of New York City looking for Kevin. I know exactly where he is. He's yes. in Rockefeller Center, where the Christmas the tree. tree is. And Kevin's, you know, talking to himself, saying, I want my family back. And all of a sudden, he hears mom. That was fast. Kevin! Yeah. And then we hear the cliche music. <laughs> and they run to one another. And he's like, how did you know I was here? Because you're an idiot that likes trees. Because <laughs> you're very predictable. Because <laughs> yeah. you're an idiot. <laughs> I like trees. So the next, so then we queue to the next morning, and all of them are in this incredible hotel room. Well, also like when the presidential the Plaza when, Hotel, when they have that Being heart, when on. they have that heartfelt reunion, we cut back to the toy store, and Mr. Duncan, they're like, oh, that's right, they're like, found the sir, note. this note is for you, and he's mm-hmm. like, dear Mr. Duncan, <laughs> I'm sorry. Turtle doves. Turtle doves. Turtle doves. Turtle doves. I'm so high on PCP right now. It's like I <laughs> picked the wrong day to quit sniffing glue. I know it's not him, but I just always think it is. And, and then, then he's like, we, call my assistants. We have gifts to wrap. Yes. And we got to wrap all these the gifts. Room. We have to give gifts to really rich white kids. Yes. They need them. So we've got the line of McAllister children. And then we've got Fuller in the king size bed by himself. With yeah, all surrounded by Coca Colas. Yeah. No one wants to get soaked in piss. Nobody, Which, nobody wants. No to one's s- into water sports. Nobody wants to sleep with R. Kelly. So, by the way, in the first movie, if you'll notice, it was Pepsi. You got to pay extra for that. This movie, it was Coke. So everybody runs to the living room, which was upstairs in the hotel, and there's tons of presents. Yeah, are they like in the roof of the plaza right now? No, it's it's like it's like a penthouse, so it's probably a two mm-hmm. floor suite. And then like the um, presidential suite, probably. They're like, then, let's give the first gift to Kevin. Yes, Buzz has this really nice speech, and everybody's very thankful to be in non Miami uh, for Christmas. And instead of Kevin opening his present, he lets Uncle Frank open his present first. And <laughs> he does. 
I mean, Uncle Frank's like, give me one. Well, no, because they want to hand it to Kevin. Yeah. Kevin isn't there because Kevin ran outside. Oh, because he the, wants to he wants to lady. he wants to go hang out with Bird Lady. Turtle doves. Oh, he gives her a tur- he gives her the turtle dove. He gives her the yeah. turtle dove, and she just looks at him. She's like, "Kid, I'm fucking homeless." I was I was you're saying, giving, like, could I maybe take a shower in your presidential suite? You're giving me <laughs> yeah. you're giving me some little cheap tchotchke that I she gotta hold on to. It. She's like, she liked it. It was pawned immediately after he left. No, <laughs> she didn't get anything. And then that. Cedric delivers the room service bill, which incredibly was all ice cream. Uh, accompaniments and, and ice cream, and all of his room service was nine hundred and sixty-seven dollars. Which is it wasn't pretty just good. the ice cream; it was him getting his fucking boxer shorts dry cleaned and steamed. And then you hear his dad screaming so loud he can hear him in Central Park. Kevin, yeah. you spent nine hundred dollars on room service. And then credits. Yeah, and that is Home Alone. All right. All right. Two. Well, tech. Okay. Okay. Lost in New York. Also, just just for reference, um, nine hundred and eighty-two dollars in room service in nineteen ninety-two is equivalent to two thousand one hundred and fourteen dollars today. Jesus. Wow. Christ. It's like that Seinfeld episode with Jerry's parents. That's awful. So the budget for this movie was twenty-eight million dollars. It's not that bad. But the budget for the first one was only eleven million dollars. Well, in the first one, they stay in one location, and they're yeah they they film on a high school or a college campus. It's all like basically sets that are built. Yeah, they don't and, have to film well, yeah. in and New York City. Yeah, and that shit you were talking about about how the plaza like jacked up all the prices yeah. for everything. Yeah, that yeah. added into it. But but they really didn't expect what happened to. Like that, the first Home Alone movie to be so popular. And then with this one, they had such a larger budget and then they didn't have the same profit margin um, because the gross was $173 million. But the first one, I think the gross was like $280 million. The first one made so much it was money. crazy. And then they actually cut the World Trade Center part out for TV yeah. from 2011 2001, I'm sorry, when it happened to 2018. So now they actually do show it on TV. Okay. Where's my last? Oh, Macaulay McCulkin was paid $4.5 million to star in this movie, which is the biggest salary ever for an 11-year-old actor at the time. Nice. Well, his dad knew how to take advantage of him. He sure did. Okay. So, speaking of which, let's go around the room. How much did you appreciate Macaulay Culkin's dad for allowing him to make $4.5 million in this movie at the age of 11 years old? I am going to pass this movie. Yes! But I'm putting but, a butt there's after a caveat? Well, I, I still think the first one is better. I don't agree with the fact that you that you, fine. Think, that you think this is the best sequel ever. That's fine. Um, I still think this is funny, but I agree with Matt. I do think it is the same jokes repeated. I appreciate Catherine O'Hara. Oh, I love Tim Curry. Macaulay Culkin is fucking annoying in this movie. He's so much cuter in the first one, and he's annoying in this one. And it is kind of the same jokes, but I do still think it's funny. And I do love the Christmas aspect of it. So I will pass it. Okay. Matt. Um... This can't have any reason to do with any family member's opinions on this movie. This is you. No, I, I, I know. I know. Basically, all the stuff that she just said, yeah, I'm sorry. I like the first one better. I don't really think that this movie needed to be made. But, of course, you know, money, so all that stuff. But you know what? By the skin of its fucking teeth because of Tim Curry. Literally, Tim Curry is the only reason why I am going to say I will pass this movie. I really don't care for this movie. I prefer that, like I said, I prefer the first one because the first one, believe it or not, was way more believable than... It is more believable. Than this. Because literally all he had to do was just be like, oh shit, I'm in New York. Excuse me, lady that works at the airport. I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, because... But then it wouldn't be a movie. But in the first... Because in the first one, it is his parents' fault. In this one, it's legit the kid's fucking fault. All he had to do was stay in the airport and say, I'm I'm in the wrong city. I was supposed to be in Florida. He decides to leave the airport and go around New York. It's his fucking fault in this movie. You're lucky Tim Curry's in this movie. Oh. Guido? I pass it. 
Because it's much more violent than the first one. <laughs> it is much more violent. So it gets a win. Several people would have died. There's a revolver in it. Uh, the guns in it. There is a gun. Um, so and and uh, honestly, it's I can't. It's not Christmas until I see this movie or Hans this Gruber one. falls over. This one, Nakatomi Tower. No, no, I like the sequel better. Wow. You, no, y'all are fucked up. Wow. Okay, well, you, I'm with you, the... Tams. All right, well. Tams, uh, pass around the board. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Tim Curry. Donate to the kids. What kids? (laughs) Anywho, Guido, quid pro quo. I have chosen a movie that came out in 96, and it stars... Uh, Phil Hartman and Rita Wilson and Sinbad is also in it. So, oh. is it Kazam um, or Shazam? You're gonna love it. Uh, it's my it's one of my favorite you're superhero a movies mat right now. Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it, and oh. it's called Jingle All the Way. And you can watch Jingle All the Way on. And Disney you can watch. watch Jingle All the Way on Disney on uh, on the Disney app. All right, so next week will be the final episode of Holiday Movie Month and the final episode of 2023. Oh, my gosh. We are at Quad Pro Quo Pod across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we are part of the Deluxe Edition Network. You can find out more about us and the other podcasts on the network at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Featured podcasts for the month of December are the Deluxe Edition Podcast and... Steve and Crypto Show. The Steve and Crypto Show. You can suggest a theme month by messaging us on social media or submitting it on our website. And please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And until next week, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.